the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping our church follow Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. Thank you so much for listening to us, for downloading us, for sharing these podcasts and getting out as many people as we possibly can. Um, man, it's just, it's encouraging to hear from you that you're listening to the podcast, you're finding them enjoyable, encouraging. Again, if you got any requests for us, please send them our way. You can email them to me, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We are, we're running a little little low on uh, on podcast topics right now just because uh, we're busy and I'm working at the building and doing a bunch of stuff. And so you got any ideas, send them our way. We'd love to answer them. I know you guys are busy as well and you think, ah, I don't really need to email them, but we would really appreciate it if you do. <laughs> so I got all the guys with me on the podcast today. Guys, say hello. How's it going? Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. Kevin Kenora, Pastoral Assistant. And Rob Spicer, Pastor of Discipleship. All right. And we've also heard from you guys that you like our new sound. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. good. I haven't heard any complaints yet. I don't know if I've been smacking my lips. I don't know if we've been, you know, breathing heavy and doing all the things that we used to do, <laughs> but we've got no complaints so far. That's good. So we're, hope, we're trying to make it better for you guys, a little more um, encouraging and enjoyable. So what we want to do today... I get a lot of questions about fight clubs. Um, what are fight clubs? How do I join a fight club? I hear you guys talk about fight clubs. What do you do in a fight club? On and on and on. And first off, I'm just going to tell you, fight club, our, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it a system, you want to whatever it is, um, I just want to apologize right away because we don't teach on it very often. We don't talk about it very often. We don't have a very good system or a structure for getting people in fight clubs. Um, fight clubs has, are something that have been formed organically from the very beginning of our church. And as we've continued to grow, we, we have outgrown our structure. So I want you to think about this. If you think of a vine that's growing and you have a, let's just say a two foot by three foot trellis, um, that trellis is fine for a while, for a couple of years probably, mm -hmm. but as that vine continues to grow, if you don't add more trellis, then that vine, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be damaged, right? It's, it's just not going to be able to reach its maximum fruitfulness. Mm -hmm. Well, the same is true for us at Sacred City. Um, we have outgrown our structure, and so we are prayerfully trying to uh, seek counsel and get, get uh, folks on board that can help us build that trellis to support more uh, fruit. And part of that is going to be rebuilding our fight club system or actually having some kind of formal way that, that you people can get involved and, and hear about fight club. But let me just start from kind of the ground up and uh, you guys can push back, ask questions, whatever. Yeah, what is fight club? Because is it just a bunch of guys getting together, fight, duking it out? Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what that's is exactly it? what it is. Okay, okay. That's exactly what it is. No, okay, so here's the idea. First off. Jesus in the Gospels, he did ministry in, let's just say, three primary contexts, okay? One, he had um, his, wider, his wider ministry. His, we could call it an open-air ministry or his preaching-teaching ministry that was done in temple, in the synagogue, in open-air places as he got pushed out and the Jews started uh, reviling him. And so he had this wider open air teaching ministry, okay? So we have our Sunday gathering. Anybody can come to the Sunday gathering. It's open air. 
I'm preaching a sermon, Rob, you're preaching a sermon, and people come to hear it, and hopefully they're edified, and unbelievers can be there, the whole deal, right? So we've got that. But the primary way Jesus, so Jesus didn't just come to teach the masses. Jesus came to make disciples. And the primary way Jesus made disciples was by going up to them and saying, come follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men, and living in a life surrounded, living in a life on mission, right? So they were in community and they were on mission yep. together. They traveled together. <clears throat> so we know he, he called 12, right? He had 12 apostles and then he had many disciples out, outside of that that followed him, but he had, his, his group was these, these 12 apostles and he told them he was going to teach them how to fish for men, teach them how to make disciples. And he did that by living everyday normal life in the kingdom of God teaching, preaching, casting out demons, healing the sick, feeding the poor, um, <clears throat> you know, living that this is what discipleship is. It's in a smaller group of people where people really know you and they can challenge you. They can, I mean, what, so he would teach to the masses and then his disciples would be like, Jesus. Yeah. What, what, what did you mean by that, Jesus? Yeah. So, so here, pic, picture this: all the apostles are sitting there in the in the in the group as Jesus is teaching, and they're all nodding their head. Right. They got nothing. And, and they're like, yeah, "That's good. That's good. Was that good? That was good." And then, they, then, then when they get back, they're like, "What the heck did that mean?" <laughs> Jesus said you had to eat my flesh. Yeah. That's good. And they'd come, Jesus. Do you know? And they would literally said this: Jesus, do you know this is a hard saying? Do you know that? You offended people yeah, when yeah. you said that? Yeah. And, and Jesus never once apologized. <laughs> he never once said, oh, I'm sorry. Was that hard to understand? Um, my, that's my bad. Jesus never once did that. He'd go, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm doing that on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so he has this context. And he, sometimes he's explaining these parables to the, to the disciples that he didn't do it um, in the big group. You know, he's telling them what it really means. So... We say here, the only way to make disciples is life on life, yeah. in community, and on mission, mm -hmm. okay? So from that, we take our principle of missional communities. So we have missional communities. It's a smaller group of people, 12 to, you know, can get up to 30. <clears throat> people that are living life on life, they know what's going on in each other's life. They're eating together. They're, they're walking together. They're going to the gym together, hopefully. They're working together. They're, they're serving together. They're on mission together. All these different things. So we take that from, from Jesus. Jesus only made 12 disciples or 12 apostles, right? Yeah. So most people, you probably can't make more than that. You know, if he was the perfect disciple maker and Jesus said to go make disciples, right? Baptize, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things that I commanded you and I'll be with you until the end of the age, all that. So when Jesus says that, he means do what I did with you. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't create some new discipleship strategy. Just do what I did with you. And so we try to do that and in our missional communities. Okay, so Jesus had a wider ministry. We have a Sunday gathering. Jesus had an intimate ministry with his disciples. So we have missional community. But then you also see an aspect of Jesus's ministry that I believe is often overlooked. And we know Jesus, <clears throat> for whatever reason, has a special affinity or a special relationship with a smaller group of the apostles. Sure. 
right? Yep. Who is that, Rob? Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Now, I don't think anywhere in the scripture it it tells us why Jesus chose these guys. John gives us a hint. In the Gospel of John, he never once mentions his name. Every time he appears in the story, in the Gospel of John, he calls himself... The one who was loved by Jesus. Yeah. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. The one whom Jesus loved. Every time. When he's reclining at the table with Jesus, when Jesus looks down at the cross and says, yeah. Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. It's always the disciple whom Jesus loved. That was Jesus' homie right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even at the end, when he says, who wrote the book? He says, I'm the guy who wrote the book, the mm-hmm. disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. He put himself above everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had that insight. <laughs> but it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't him putting himself above anybody. It was him realizing, it was a statement of humility. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to name myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't define myself by who I used to uh, used to be. So he was John, the son of Zebedee. He was a fisherman. He was up from a fisherman family. Yeah. Him and his brother. He, he was the youngest boy. His brother was also a disciple of Jesus. His bro- he watched his brother get killed for Jesus. Um, and, and he is the last of all the apostles. All the apostles get killed, and he's the one that outlives them all, and he's prisoned on the island of Patmos and mm-hmm. writes the book of Revelation. <clears throat> so he's, say, he's not saying I'm better or I'm above. He's saying almost like I'm not, I'm below them. Like I want to only define myself by the fact that Jesus loved me. Yeah. Like it's, it's good. It's really good. So anyways, so Jesus has this inner circle and it's not meant to be this exclusive top down group that is better than everybody else. But Jesus is when he, when he is, when he, at the Mount of Transfiguration, these are the only guys that get to see it. Right. Right. So there is a level of there's a level of intimacy there that he doesn't share with his disciples, all of his disciples, and he doesn't share with the crowd. Okay. So from that, we extrapolate a principle that the depth of a relationship, you you cannot go deep with everyone. But we are called by God and built by God to go deep with a few. Mm-hmm. So question here. You said you can't go deep with everyone, right? So some may say, like, well, you're covered by the blood of Jesus. Why does it matter? Why can't you just throw whatever out to, to anyone? Well, you can't. So you are built for community, all right? Mm-hmm. You're called to love everyone. But when you get married, you're called to love your wife in a very unique mm-hmm. and specific way, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but Jesus calls you to love everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So you, but from that principle, you, it's a, you know, logical deduction that I have to love my wife in a more intense way yeah. Yeah. than I love my neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Or than I love a person in my missional community, yeah. right? So you are built for community and, and that you have different, you have needs, you have different gifts that are meant to be shared with your wife than with just any woman on the street, right? We yeah, know yeah. this, it's pretty simple. Well, the same, same goes for all your relationships. 
You are, Jesus shows us what the perfect life looks like. And Jesus went deep with a few. Mm-hmm. He says specifically that he did not open himself up to everyone mm-hmm. because he knew what was in the heart of man. Mm-hmm. But he did open himself up to a few. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, this is showing us two things. Number one, it's just the, the way God made the world. Time is a thing. <laughs> Time is a real thing. Right. And you know, once you have a wife and once you have kids and once you have a job, you ain't got very much time <laughs> to have friends, yeah. real deep friends, right. even though you have a deep need for friends. And if you don't develop friends, once, you're, once your kids grow up and you know, are out of your home, now all of a sudden many people go, oh man, I don't have any friends. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do with my life. Because now I got all this time and I haven't and developed friends. I haven't invested in friends. And a study just came out um, from one of the Department of Health, I think, and it was the, the chief doctor of the United States. Uh, what did, I forget the, this guy's name. He came out and said, in the United States, we have an epidemic of loneliness hmm. right now. And part of that is obvious driven by social media. It's not just driven by social media, though. It's driven by the collapse of American institutions. So the family, we're more spread out. We're more individualistic than ever before. Most people aren't going to church anymore. Most people don't belong to any clubs. They used to be belong to like rotary clubs and all these different clubs that were meant to bring men together and women together. Service clubs, those were called. It was to actually come together to serve others. Yeah. Those are just kind of fading away. Yeah. Yeah. So bowling leagues and football, all the different leagues that used to like be normal. I mean, there was a book literally written in the 80s and it called Bowling Alone. Hmm. And the idea is it was the breakdown of human civilization, the breakdown of all of these institutions in American society that is going to create this loneliness epidemic, he predicted it, and now it's here. And then social media has amplified it, where you can have 5,000 friends and think you're the coolest person in the world, Mm -hmm. and yet have no one who really knows you. And your social media following does nothing to solve your loneliness issue, Mm -hmm. because it's not real human interaction. You're not really known, and you're not really knowing others, Mm -hmm. but you're distracted. Yeah, You're curating your... Your, your experience in one sense, because what you're doing, if you're ever posting on Facebook, you're posting, you're curating only the good things. Mm-hmm. And then, so then you're looking at everybody else's Facebook page and they're doing the same thing. And, and you're kind of really, you know, the real self, your, your real self, and you're looking at everybody else thinking, oh, my real self's terrible. Yeah. And everybody else seems to be doing very well where, mm-hmm. where, where so you get lonelier and lonelier and lonelier because yeah. you feel like I'm the only person who's going through these difficulties and problems and troubles. Yeah. Everybody else seems to be doing just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one aspect is this is the way God built the world. We only have so much time. And so obviously we have a, we were meant to prioritize our relationships, our spouse first, our kids second. Right. And then the way Jesus did it was his three, then his 12, then his wider ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think Jesus shows us the best way to be human. 
And so for us, that three, we just call them fight clubs, mm-hmm. right? That's why we call them. Now, why do we call them fight clubs? Mm-hmm. Multiple different ways, reasons. Number one is I really like the name. <laughs> but when I probably 12, no, no, probably 14 years ago when I was in Omaha, and I'm studying this and I'm reading this, I found a book that was called Fight Clubs. Fight Club. It was called Fight Club. And it basically had this theology and this principle and this stuff in it. And I was like, it made total sense to me. At that time, my favorite movie in the world was Fight Club by with Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt and yeah. Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Edward Norton was my favorite uh, actor. Um, if you watch it, you got to watch it with filters. But it is it is a fascinating study in manhood and and the brokenness of our society and the world that we live in right now. Gospel-centered discipleship hits on a little bit of this too, right? Well, hold on. So, so we start. So, that's where we got the name Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that name. Most people find that name offensive, mm. and and the churches at large is pretty effeminate, and they and they really don't like the word Fight Club, and they don't think of fighting. And so Jonathan Dodson, who wrote the book Fight Club, changed its name to Gospel Centered Discipleship. Oh, yeah. okay. So Gospel Centered Discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just That's what the I same know. Ring. I have <laughs> never heard the Fight Club book, but I heard the Gospel Centered Discipleship. Book, so yeah. Gospel Centered oh, okay. Discipleship, in its original form, was called Fight Club. Okay, that's what it was called. Huh, interesting. Uh, also, at that time, you know, I fought MMA and I. You know, wrestle and whatever, do jujitsu and stuff. So, so it rang with me, and so the idea was, yeah, we're going to do this. And and so, what's the idea? The idea is we're fighting the fight of faith together, yeah, with a small group of people, mm-hmm. where we can go deeper in the things of life and the things of God together, mm-hmm. yep. right? That's the, that's the purpose. So is this like a, a smaller MC with men and women, or is this just only men or and only women? It is gender specific. Jesus. Okay. Uh, obviously, Jesus had uh, no female, no female apostles, and he had no one, no females in his inner circle. Mm-hmm. He was a male. He surrounded himself with male males. I think this needs to be gender specific, yeah. so, so so that we so there are some things you can share in mis- in, in Fight Club that you you probably shouldn't share in a missional community, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I'm just gonna be honest and say like, hey, if you have a lust problem and you're a man, or even if you're a woman, like. It, it's probably not the, you know, it's not, if you're a woman and you say, yeah, I really, you know, I really lust over guys that go to the gym and they're, they're really successful. And there's a guy that goes to a gym and he's really successful in your group. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, whoa, like, Hey, your like, husband's looking around like, hold on, this is the guy right here. <laughs> we gotta go fight club, it there's out. A fight club right now. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa for, for guys, you know, it's like, I'm really into blondes and your wife is a brunette and there's a, bl- you know, it's, it's just, complicated it's it's more than just complicated it can be hurtful yeah, yeah. it can be sinful mm-hmm. right um but when you look at it too i think everyone um is looking at this when you hear fight clubs and you hear being a part of the church or whatnot everyone wants a, a safe place to share to be able to be open and honest um not judged but then also be able to be um open enough to be able to have someone else tell truth to them yeah 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 no interesting See, I didn't know all this history, and so I just assumed it was out of First Timothy and Second Timothy. So, he, Paul writes to Timothy, says, First Timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith, 
And then, in, when, in the second letter, he then says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. So I thought, oh, we're just kind of wanting to fight the good fight of faith. So I always thought it was that, that's what the, yeah. the, where it came from. Is, well, that is, I mean. I mean, it works. Yeah, and, and in the original book, Fight Clubs, that, he's building off of that. Oh, does he build off <clears> that? Yeah, yeah he's, okay. he's building off of that. So okay. that is fighting the fight of faith, fighting our sin together, fight, fighting to believe, fighting to trust God. It yeah. is. Yeah. But he was also writing at a time where that movie was popular sure. yeah. and masculinity Mark Driscoll had made masculinity cool again mm -hmm. and guys were like talking about masculinity and stuff. And so it was um, kind of both and, okay. right? And so when we came back, when I, I just said, yeah, we're just going to call them fight clubs, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and But we have fight clubs for men and women. So right. the women, we that's just the name we use. That's the vernacular we chose is fight clubs. Yeah. And so um, we started these things. They were very organic. They were never top down. Like the pastors never made fight clubs. It was more like, I'm going to lead by example. And when I moved back here, I started a fight club, right? And then <clears throat> I'd have a fight club for a little while. And then that fight club would kind of multiply or whatever. And then, and then there would be another fight club and, and fight clubs would just, you know, kind of, kind of organically um, multiply them. But the structure of a fight club is typically, in the very beginning, it was, and it, it honestly, it still should be for the most part. If you're going to start a fight club, you get a two to four, you know, three to five guys or gals, if you're a gal, th that you like to spend time with. Mm -hmm. So it's not just people within your MC. Um, is it church-wide? Yeah, it's church-wide. It can be. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's best if they're in your MC. Because, but, yeah. because at MC, you're here, you're, you're, they're doing prayer requests, you're in community with one another, you know what's going on with the wife, you know what's going on. Everything. So then you can go deeper when you're in Fight Club. Mm -hmm. right? So it's best if it's in MC. So you're getting another touch, another opportunity to be in community with the same people, mm -hmm. right? Um. But some would some would say like we hey, we're always having multiplication with the MC. Right. So MCs multiply. Yeah. Yeah. But do the fight clubs have to multiply right. with the MCs? Right now, that's I, my I mean, situation. I mean, I ask these questions because yeah. we're, we're talking within our church, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, yeah, I had that same situation right now where we have where I'm in a fight club with my previous two individuals who are my previous MC and three individuals who are in my current MC. Yeah. yeah. And you can, but you don't have to. But eventually, it just depends on how you treat them. So. Most of the time, you're gonna if you're gonna add somebody to your fight club, if you're gonna add a couple people. So, fight clubs aren't meant to be missional, but they can be. Right. So, the way that I got Dr. Alex at Sacred City is I said, "Hey, um, let's study a book together," and basically I started a, a fight club with him, and you know, we started a discipleship relationship and then we invited a couple more guys in and then it became a fight club. And then eventually we multiplied and because the men in your MC need to be discipled and you, you need ongoing friendship and relationship. And so sometimes if you get here, let's just say you come to sacred city now and you form a brand new mission. You've, I'm sorry, you form a brand new fight club you might not like these guys. They just, C.S. Lewis has the, an amazing statement on friendship. 
And he says, uh, in community, and he basically says, <clears throat> people that enjoy spending time together should spend more time together. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't enjoy spending time with each other, yeah. you, you, you shouldn't do You that. shouldn't do it. <laughs> and that's what Fight Club's about. So missional community, there's going to be people in your missional community that you don't like. Yeah. There's going to be people in your missional community that you just don't get along with. They're mm. just, and God uses them for your sanctification. Right. And you need their gifts, right? right. They're an eye, your hand, whatever. Yeah. You, you wouldn't hang out outside a group. That's cool. That's totally great. That's an evidence of the gospel that's uniting different people together. But Fight Club, Fight Club is an intimate group that you should enjoy being with. Mm. You know, you might have a Judas in your missional community. But Jesus didn't have a Judas in his fight club. <clears throat> Jesus knew Judas, right? And yep. Judas was not invited in his fight club. He was not invited in his, the inner three. So your fight club is people. So, so in one sense, a f your fight club might evolve until you find the dudes that you really enjoy spending time with. And you could add a couple people in to like let them kind of see what it looks like, see what it's like. And then keep them, or maybe they go out and they once they realize what it's about, then they can go start their own, mm -hmm. right? But because I think at one time, you know, I, mine started real early. I had a couple people in it, and then it got to like eight people, mm -hmm. and then we knew it was just too yeah. big, and it wasn't an actual fight club because some people just sat there and never got to share or never spoke up, and right. so they needed to go somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? So it can be a missional thing where you're actually trying to disciple somebody. This guy really needs help with his marriage. I'm going to invite him into my fight club. So we're living life on life in a more intimate setting so I can help this guy for a season. And eventually he's going to spin off and do his own fight club right. and go, go with somebody else. So how have you historically responded? I know, excuse me, the issues popped up before where somebody comes into maybe a missional community they see, or, or the church in general. They see an established fight club and they want to be part of that, but... They want to, um, from from the outside looking in, they're like, oh, well, we should we should split this thing up, right? Like, you've got your guys, your your core three or four guys, so why don't you just basically give me a couple, and and break up your fight club so I can be part of one. Yeah, um, if that person has a convincing argument and can convince the other leaders to do it, mm -hmm. then man, maybe that's a good idea. But if he can't, then it's not a good idea yeah. because that person has probably spent years or months developing his own fight club and maybe they like it, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. uh, listen, this is going to be a potentially offensive statement. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of weird people in the world. Sure. And in one sense I was thinking, I was in the shower there and I was thinking, I was like, man, you're thinking about fight clubs in the shower. <laughs> I, I'm, always ready to fight. I was thinking about people, not fight okay, clubs. Okay, okay. And I was thinking, man, everyone is weird. Mm -hmm. Every single human being is weird in some way. Mm -hmm. And some people are weird in similar ways, and so they get along. And some people are weird in opposite ways, yeah. and so it's freaking fire and water, mm -hmm. right? And... If you are weird in similar ways and you enjoy being around people, you will make a good fight club. Mm. Fight club is something you want to go to. Mm -hmm. Fight club is something that it's like an extracurricular. Mm -hmm. It's a get to, not a got to. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it, it's not, it's not for you. Yeah. 
It's for people who it's not even it's not even meant to be missional. It's not meant to be. Uh, it's like it's for people who are growing in their faith and they're serious about their faith. Yeah. Like I'm purposefully doing this mm-hmm. to become a better man. I'm purposefully doing this every week to become a better woman. I'm not going there, you know, for any other purposes than that. I'm going there to grow in my faith yeah. and to grow in my depth of relationships with another human being, mm-hmm. right? And so people can't crowd, you know, people that think I'm going to force my way into a fight club don't and it's it. going to go well. It's like, bro, <clears throat> you don't understand relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you, If we don't want you here, you don't want to be here, yeah, right? And that's sure. just the way, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I get it because some people aren't good at making relationships. And so they want a pastor to assign them mm. relationships, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah. Which is with the whole organic nature of the, of, of the fight clubs that we want to keep to some level. I yeah. mean, yeah. So if, 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 if fight clubs had a leader and then followers, it wouldn't be a fight club. Right. Because it would, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. would be, it would be like a curriculum. It would be like a, a it would be like a teacher and its pupils. It's meant to be brothers. It's meant mm-hmm. to be sisters. Mm-hmm. So like no one should be leading it. It should be going back and forth amongst the, yeah. the three to five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's meant, it's meant to be organic and it's meant to be enjoyable mm-hmm. and the relationship, the relationships, the quality of relationship pulls, pulls and keeps the group together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's not something that can be assigned. Right. And, and listen, that there are people who just are not good at relationships mm-hmm. and you're going to have to learn how to be good at relationships because if people don't enjoy being around you, you'll never have a fight club ever that succeeds. What if you're, um, I mean, just a question maybe someone could be thinking of. What if your leader is not good with relationships and you're what trying leader? to, whatever mission community that is. <laughs> oh. mission- like, we're talking <laughs> about fight clubs. We're talking about fight clubs. There are no leaders. I'm not talking about you, man. <laughs> but if the uh, if the uh, MC leader maybe not be good with relationships for them to get that set up, like what's another avenue they could take? Oh, so you're assuming that the MC they're they're setting the MC leader is setting up. Yeah, fight yeah, club? and helping the person. Okay. I think I think it's really just relationally. I don't think the MC leaders really are in a position. I mean, they can certainly suggest it, but I don't think the MC leaders are really in a position that they are should be setting up. Okay, you know, setting up fight clubs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We don't put that weight on our MC leaders. We want our MC leaders to encourage it, and this is what we need to work on. We need to work on how people get uh, formed, how they set up a, a fight club. Uh, when they join our church, we know it's it's uh, it's an area of weakness that we need to grow in. One of the ways that has been historically good and helpful for us is that when people come to our church and if they join Porterbrook and they take Porterbrook, mm-hmm. Porterbrook actually puts them in a, co- a cohort of people. Yep. And as you are in this cohort of people studying a curriculum together and meeting on a weekly basis, many times really good relationships are formed. Mm-hmm. And you can find out if you click or if you don't click. And so yep. sometimes... Those cohorts can just become fight clubs, mm-hmm. right? And as they finish up Porterbrook, and that's an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other times, you're gonna be an MC. You're gonna find out the people that you click with, the people that, and you're gonna ask, "Hey, are you in a fight club?" Or they're gonna say, "Hey, are you in a fight club? You want to come to our fight club?" And uh, you'll get an invitation, or you invite somebody else. But if you're wanting to start a fight club from scratch, the best thing to do is get the book Gospel Center Discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and get three or four people that you like to spend time with, meet at the coffee shop or your house or whatever, have a, have a good place that you, you're going to meet that's enjoyable to meet at, that's comfortable, and read a chapter of the book a week and then meet and discuss it. Yeah. And I don't know how many chapters in the book, but yeah. six or eight, I'm, I'm yeah, imagining. And so just say, hey, we're going to give this a test run for two months and we're going to meet and we're going to discuss this book. And if, and if you enjoy it, keep it going. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then, you know, try again. So as we're, as people are walking through that book, um, we have on our, on here, um, head, heart, hands. So what does it look like to apply that within like a, a fight club, um, a group so that they can, so that they're loving on each other and not getting off focus? Yeah. Maybe I can ask that same question. Cause I was, uh, you had mentioned earlier, if you are serious about your discipleship or serious about wanting to grow, that does beg the question. So what do we do? in the context of a fight club. I think this is what you're asking, yeah, aren't yeah. you? What do we do in the context of a fight club that encourages this? Because, you know, immediately, you know me, I go, okay, we, we must have a curriculum and we go through books and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we many times don't do that in our fight clubs, go through books. Yeah. So, yeah, give us an idea. Well, if you're forming a fight club, I would recommend I that you go through Gospel Center Discipleship first. Yep. So you learn what it should feel like, what it should look like, what the structure should look like, okay? But then after that, the structure is going to take the shape of the needs Mm. of the group. And so that is oftentimes, it can be going through books and talking about things. Anytime we go through a book, my whole, I want guys reading all the time, and so I'm, I want a guy, let's read a chapter. We're going to, we're going to sit and discuss it. Mm-hmm. And then we get there and then we're like, Hey man, how's it going? And you know, it's going pretty good. Blah, blah, blah. How's it going? Dude, I just got a huge issue at work. And then what are we going to do? We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's what friends do. And we're going to do that. Not just as bros, but as Christians. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to listen with gospel ears. We're going to apply. We're going to give biblical counsel and guidance. We're going to shepherd his heart. We might have to gospel him if we need to gospel him. We're going to ask a lot of questions, listen. But we are his inner circle. We are here to help. We, we are um, his wife's ally. Mm-hmm. So if his wife is having issues at home and he's being a blockhead, she can text us and say, hey, I'm having this issue. He keeps doing this, da, 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 or in this argument. And so in Fight Club, it might feel like an ambush sometimes. Like we get here, hey man, what's going on at home? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You and your wife good? Right? And maybe he'll know what she said. You know, <laughs> or maybe he'll just blurt out and tell you. But yeah. it's an opportunity to take the truths that we're learning on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. that we're learning in missional community, that we're learning in our reading, in our Bible time, and push them down deep yeah. into the real stuff of life. Right. And that's what you mean by when you say gospeling each other. Yeah. yeah. Applying the gospel mm-hmm. to the wounds, the lies, the fears, uh, the areas of his life that aren't functioning accurately under the lordship of Christ, that aren't fully submitting to the lordship of Christ. So what are some signs of unhealth in a fight club? You don't want to go. Super awkward. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's not enjoyable. It's all advice. Mm-hmm. Lots of silence. 
Oh man, I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, what I was thinking, you can start just not not going anywhere, not going deep. You can just it can become a gossip place. Yeah, if somebody asked truth. me one time, hey, can, hey, we're we're gonna start a fight club. Can we do that on the golf course? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go to the golf course and we're gonna fight club. I'm like, no. Nah. Four people. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> First off, can can your fight club go golfing? Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. But you're not going deep mm. on the golf course. Right. You know, like Fight Club is the place where real stuff can be discussed mm. and so tempers can flare, tears can be shed, and tears often are shed in Fight Club. The stuff that you wouldn't say in MC gets said. The stuff that you've been thinking for a long time but have been sitting on it, they get that's the stuff that gets said mm-hmm. in in Fight Club. Yeah. Right? Fight Club, you know, I always joke about this, but you know, American Idol and all these different shows, that they, they always have these ho- these people that are absolutely horrible that make it to the thing and they're terrible singers and they get up there and they completely embarrass themselves. Right. Like those people didn't have a fight club. Right. Mm. <laughs> because their fight club would be like, bro, I love you, man. You're terrible. Yeah. Mm. You can't sing at all. Mm. You should quit. God's not called you to do this. Yeah. You're living in a dream world. Quit it now. Yeah. I know your mom has told you your whole life that you're amazing. She's lied to you. Mm. Right? And your friends that are telling you you're good, they're lying to they're you. They're laughing at you. Right? They're laughing at you. Yeah. So, mm. so Fight Club is where real life is meant to hit. Mm. Right? Mm. And so... There's tough conversations. There's meant to be tough conversations. And that's why I said it's got to be voluntary, voluntary, mm-hmm. because Fight Club is the place where you're welcoming it. And if you're an insecure person, mm-hmm. don't, don't join a Fight Club. Right. If you want to stay insecure, if you want to stay in your weakness, if you want to stay in your sin, if you want to stay with the blinders on, don't join a Fight Club. Because right. mm-hmm. you'll just create another smaller group of fake people. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're here to do. We're he- So the people that join Fight Clubs are serious about putting their sin to death and getting over their weirdness, getting yeah. over the, you know, their, the, the stuff that has, you know, being too aggressive, being too effeminate, being too lazy, being too lackadaisical, mm-hmm. being too overweight, being too, the things that we, like the sin that's, that slows us down, the sin that trips us up, that we are most prone to, Fight Club is where the roots of that need to be dug out. So if you'd say... If I would say, well, I'm really an insecure person. I better not be part of Fight Club. You're not saying that. You're saying, oh, no. If you want to get out of your insecurity, yeah. you need to join a Fight Club. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's getting at those very things that we hate about ourselves or we know are our weaknesses. If you're serious about wanting to get rid of those things, you need to join a Fight Club yeah. and, mm-hmm. and tell them, this is my weakness. You need to watch me on this yep. one. So, what you so, so, hold on. So, another sign of a bad Fight Club is a Fight Club that raises the white flag on everybody's sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's like, if you don't call me out for not leading my wife, I won't call you out on <laughs> playing Frisbee golf every day of the week. You get an yeah. agreement. <laughs> you just basically have an unspoken agreement of of I won't call you out on your sin if you won't call me out on my sin. Watch that, man. That's the word. <laughs> so that's, that's literally because we're not calling these Frisbee golf clubs, right. okay? That's the Frisbee golf club. That's the golf clubs. A fight club is there to fight each other's sin. Yes. Now, Justin, how can you fight sin and it be enjoyable? 
right? That's the balance. Cigar and bourbon? That's the balance. Well, yeah, every one of mine. Mine has always either been, you know, at meeting at the coffee shop, meeting with a cigar, meeting over bourbon. Yes, you want, that's what I mean. You want an enjoyable atmosphere, atmosphere and you want to enjoy, enjoy each other and you want to, there needs to be enough. Now, this is, it is this, I'm not talking about navel gazing. I'm not talking about idol hunting. I'm not talking about every single week we're going to blows. And yeah. it's, no, m- much of the time it's enjoyable. But I think what's good at uh, Fruitful Out of Fight Clubs as well is as you're walking through and kind of going through blows and hearing each other's life story, there's going to be times where you do celebrate, right? There's going to be times where you do go to the golf course t- together because you don't build that relationship or you go on vacation with your with the families and all those good things where um, there could be a lot of great celebrations and fruit that comes from that as well. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So it is enjoyable. It is work. It's hard. We're very busy. We have a lot of things going on. We have to set aside a schedule. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, it is the very obvious answer mm. to loneliness. Mm. It's the very obvious answer to creating an echo chamber. An echo chamber is everyone around you is saying the same exact things or they're just reaffirming your own um, blind spots and no one actually challenges you. Nobody actually says, dude, um, man, I saw you the way you spoke to your wife at Missional Community, and dude, that wasn't cool. Like, that was not okay. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Dude, it's, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard. It's tough. But it's, um, but it's, it's good, yes. mm-hmm. right? It's challenging. Yeah. Guys saying, hey, I think you're walking in fear here. I mm-hmm. think you're afraid mm-hmm. of losing your reputation or you're afraid of failing at business. And so you're backing off here when you need to step into this. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's really important and I think it's really needed, but, uh, but it is difficult. So it should be enjoyable. Most of the time there's going to be some combat, you know, you're going to press a guy on some things or a gal on some things and she's going to get defensive. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And you can go, huh, seems like you're getting really defensive right now. How are you feeling? You know? And you're going to have to, you're going to get at it. But hopefully you can build up enough rapport and trust with a person that they know, oh, this person's not doing this because they hate me. Mm-hmm. This person's not trying to embarrass me. This person is not trying to, you know, get one up on me. They're doing this because they love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this might be the most loving thing anybody in my life has ever done for right. me actually say to me, dude, do you see this in your life? Mm-hmm. Do you see this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one person that would say it. And we live in a society that is an echo chamber of lies. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, we're literally, we're telling men who are cutting off their genitals and dressing up as women and then posting it on social media, our culture saying, you're beautiful mm-hmm. and you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And you-, you need a fight club. <laughs> he, Bro, need, he need a one. You are not beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You are not a woman. Yeah, for sure. Like that's just re and and I don't care how many people affirm you and lie to you. Mm-hmm. They're lying. Like and it's it's just never going to agree with reality. Right. And so we need people desperately to tell us the truth about yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what do we say? I mean, since we're talking um, in our, within our church with the fight clubs, um, you have an MC leader that 
every time that he started in a fight club, it seems like he's always leading others instead of being a, in the midst of others guiding him, directing him, and all those things. Like, what would that look like for him to move forward in that? He needs to find peers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he needs to disciple others in a way that brings them up and raises them up to peers. Mm-hmm. So in the very beginning of the church, in one sense, I had no peers. Mm. Um, I was the only one who really, you know, there was a handful of us. I was the only one that had like a wife and kids <laughs> and, you know, a decade of marriage under my belt almost. And, um, new gospel centered theology, new reform theology, new understood all this stuff. And so everyone that I was in fight club with, it was me discipling them. Mm -hmm. But pretty quickly I taught them how to push back and how to ask me questions and how to, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. disciple me in, in, in some sense where, where now like Dr. Alex, Dr. Alex is a, perfect example. You know what I mean? Like now Dr. Alex and I are brothers. We're, we're equals, Mm -hmm. you know? And so he can challenge me and he can speak into my life and he knows my sins and he knows my proclivities and he can see things better than I can, than I can see in myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the process of discipleship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it shouldn't take you too long or maybe even a couple years at the most to be able to raise somebody up to the Mm -hmm. point where they can actually speak back in, speak back into your life. Mm. But sometimes it just, sometimes it might mean raising some guys up, sending them off to start their own fight club. And then you find your, your, your team, you find Mm -hmm. your, your guys, Mm -hmm. right. That, um, can speak into your life and that, that you respect or gals that you, that you respect. So fight clubs meet either weekly, my fight, my club, my fight clubs have always met weekly. Some meet biweekly, I don't like the biweekly plan as much because stuff comes up. Mm. And so I have four guys in my fight club right now. And most of the time, there's only three guys there because one guy's got something, a different guy probably, you know, each night. Sometimes it's just two guys, but we set it up where we're, we're, we're just doing it. You know, occasionally we have to cancel, but not that often. And it's just a weekly rhythm investing in friends, investing in my own discipleship. Um, and I'm the pastor, right? Like, like I'm the pastor. And that's one of the things that I've seen at most churches, most pastors, they're not in a group Mm -hmm. and they're definitely not in some kind of discipleship group Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And from the very beginning of our church, obviously I've been in fight clubs, I've been in missional community Mm -hmm. and and I'm preaching. And if I'm like, if Jesus was in one, then I should probably be in one. You know what I mean? And yeah, they take time. I was thinking today too, like the life of a disciple is a lifestyle. Yes. You cannot fit Jesus into your busy schedule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus is meant to reorient your schedule. Becomes who you are. Yeah. You know, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so I'm going to, I'm going to let Jesus's rhythms shape my rhythms and his rhythms was life on life with his disciples, Mm -hmm. with his fight club. And then preaching and teaching to the wider community and worship God together in the temple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting when we think about <coughs> Jesus being in a fight club. 
that is the sign of true humility because he didn't need to be in a fight club mm. in the sense that he didn't need them to push back on his sin, right? And yet he was open. He opened up to these three others in ways that he didn't with the others, and in you know in a, in a kind, gracious way to for their good. Um, can I say for his good as well, maybe? I mean, you oh, know, 100%. He, was, he, he, he was human. He was fully human. He needed, he needed these relationships. Why do you think Jesus said in the garden, can you not stay awake with me even mm, one right, hour? Right. What's he saying there? He's appealing to his humanity mm. and his team, yeah. his dudes. Yeah, that's good. Like, you can't even, guys. I need it, you. I need you now. I man. need you right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, yeah. the enemy is coming mm. in like a flood right now. And I am being crushed by the weight of your sin, bros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the point where his tears or his sweat is becoming drops of blood. Yeah. And he was like, man. And even with Judas, like being betrayed by someone close to him, yeah. that hurt. hurt. Yeah. That really, really hurt Jesus, you know? Yeah. So Jesus did need it. He needed community. We see this in the fact that he weeps at Lazarus's grave. Right. His cousin, right? Or is it his cousin? Is that what it is? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I no, think just a friend. Really, just yeah. a friend. Okay, I'm sorry. John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking John the Baptist. Yeah, friend. So a friend. Jesus had a friend, Lazarus, mm -hmm. and he died and he wept, yeah. even though he knew he was going to raise him up. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. That's great. So <laughs> it shows that Jesus was a man. Yeah. Jesus mm -hmm. was human. He needed friendships mm -hmm. just like all of us do. And, and uh, your career isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Your hobbies mm -hmm. aren't good enough. You need real relationship in your life if you're going to be a fully human person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of um, conversation that happen within Fight Club. So what happens when conflict can't be solved within Fight Club? And I think there's probably two things you, you said there, two things to be stated there. And one is it's a confidential place. Mm -hmm. In other words, this is something to be shared within the Fight Club. In one sense, you know, what the joke is what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. Well, there is something to that. You know, there is something that we, we don't go off and then share with everybody else of what they've been talking about there because you need to build trust. Yeah. So that, that's the, the, the first thing. And I, I would think that probably then the, the counsel is, is that then if there is an issue that comes up that you're, you're kind of wrestling with, fighting, can't seem to come to some place of, of you know, agreement of what Scripture has to say, you go to, a, you go to an elder and you, mm -hmm. you know, may have, may have helped them speak into that a little mm -hmm. bit in terms of what does Scripture say in terms of the issue itself? What kind of counsel should be being given here? That's probably a direction you could take it. Yep, I think, I think I agree with that. You could, yeah, probably, you might go straight to the elder. You could potentially bring in your MC leader or just another, mm -hmm. another yeah. voice into there. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the nature of the fight club though it shouldn't be two people, right? And so disagreements usually happen between two people. Mm. My perspective, your perspective. But once you have a third, right. you have another perspective. And humility needs to defer to that third or fourth perspective, mm. right? So if, if I've got three guys saying, you screwed this up, you did this wrong, I need to say, okay, I defer to that, mm. right? I defer to their judgment here and I need to repent and own it, right? Um, but, but if not we, listening, but if we can't figure, if we can't figure it out, then, yeah. um, yeah, bringing it up to an elder mm -hmm. could be, I don't even know if we've ever, if I've ever had that, like in the history Usually of our come church. Usually through MCs, actually. I mean, yeah. it goes back to the MC leader and the MC leader, if they, they sometimes will bring it to an elder, but you're right. I yeah. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. So, <clears throat> hmm. 
So that's kind of why we do Fight Club. That's basically what Fight Club is. It's kind of the function of a Fight Club. Mm. Uh, we're learners, so we do want to be constantly learning. And so reading is often a, a key piece of Fight Club. Right now, my Fight Club, we're working through this Five Aspects of Man series, and yet we've only talked about it once. Mm-hmm. Like I am three, I'm in the like Christ or man as savior and I'm, I'm working in my daily quiet time with the Lord. I'm working through this thing. And yet we've only really, we've only yeah. talked about it once. We keep checking in. You guys reading? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's exactly yeah. what's happening with ours is we wanted to go through that and we've gone through several of them, but then other things come up and, and it's, it is generating some things that we need to be talking about as men, which is what we really want to have happen is we want to, as you pointed out earlier, hand, heart, hands, and, and uh, head, we want that all to work together. And so yeah. that's Yeah, so happened. the whole heart, hands, heart, hands, head, heart, head, hands. head heart, hands, whatever, <laughs> is the idea of what makes up a human. And as there's like a Trinitarian nature to God, obviously, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so God makes the world to function in a lot of these tri-perspectival ways. Yeah. And so that we have a head, think of that as our intellect, our mind. We have a heart, think of that of our loves, our desires, our emotions, and we have a will. And our will, we call that the hands, what we choose to do. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about discipling a man or a woman, we want to disciple the whole person. Yes. We want them to submit all their thoughts to Christ and have their mind given to Christ. We want them to love Christ mm-hmm. and we want them to obey Christ. Yeah. And and so in a fight club or a mission community, any discipleship setting, there's going to be content that is needed for the head. There's going to need to be counsel and instruction and prayer and... Um, vision mm-hmm. that's given to shape their loves and their heart. Mm-hmm. And then there's just going to need to be um, accountability mm-hmm. to their will, yeah. of their hands. Yeah. Did you do it? Yes, right. <laughs> Fight club. Hey, man, what's going on? Did you know a man is supposed to do this? No, I didn't know that. Okay, okay, okay. Are you going to? Yeah, I want to do this because I love Jesus. Okay. Hey, man, follow up. Did you have that conversation with your wife? Yeah. How'd it go? Right. And so there's content, mm-hmm. there's loves, motivations, their heart, and then there's just the follow-up. Did you actually do it? Right? And yeah. and if the answer is no, then we got to go back to, did, did we miscommunicate something? Do they not know something? But most of the time, the problem lies at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lack the motivation. Mm-hmm. They lack the desire. They lack something in the heart, and we've got to get at that issue to get them to change the way they speak to their wife or mm-hmm. what they do. They don't just plop down on the lazy boy when they get home right. and they actually have whatever it is. Um, so yeah, we, we always want to have that tri-perspectival approach to discipleship, head, heart, and hands. Mm-hmm. So you said something about content um, and there's a resource list. The, a lot of the stuff that uh, fight clubs are going over, should it only be approved by eldership? Yes. And now I'm not, we're not sticklers on this, but um Reading bad books is a waste of your life, mm. and most books. I, I, I'm just saying, I have a list of books that you could spend a lifetime reading that are amazing, and so don't waste your life on a bad book. Mm. So I, I would just say a Fight Club that um, could waste time on reading a bad book, and so I would say I would encourage them to reach out to the elders for advice mm. on yeah. that, or or. Um, I know. Where is it? Is it? We have a Fight Club packet. Somewhere. Yeah, there's a there's a resource list as well. Where's that at? It should be on. The, I have it. 
of Joel. Public. Put it on the link it. Is it is it posted anywhere else? Plenty or Church Center. This and, this the Fight and, Club packet is posted on Church Center. Yes. Okay, so maybe we'll link it to this podcast, and uh, also it's on Church Center. But you can read through the packet and uh, see, you know, reiterate what we're talking about. You can see a, a book list, mm-hmm. but there's a lot more books than that. Um, and yeah. so, if, if you reach out to me, we can, or reach out to us, we can we can help you in that. Any other thoughts, guys, on Fight Clubs as we no, wrap it up? Good. All right. Well, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you are a rock star. We love you. God bless.